From an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, you have drawn the Joker kissing the clown, the knight with three swords, and the hotel lobby and the bellhop. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. And that's all I'm going to say for today. It is a rainy Oscar Sunday in Los Angeles. <laughs> Welcome to the Long Shot Podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the show. Are we going to get through this one? I don't know. Are you feeling Ooh, okay? Not really. Nope. Uh, Amber Kenny is here. Hello. Joe Wagner is here. Hello. And I'm your host. I don't know if I already said this. My name is Sean Conroy. What's up? Why aren't you feeling well? I don't want to get into it. Whiskey? I don't want to get into it. No, no, no. Oh. Not at all. Um, uh, not sleeping for four days. Oh, no. Uh, racing thoughts all night in my head. You got to quit that Fox News. Uh, here's the weird thing about that. Somebody somewhere nearby here turns on conservative talk radio every night from about midnight till seven in the morning. Worst times. Just loud enough that I can hear And it's like it's on, seeping into I your subconscious. What saying. How do you know uh, that it's conservative? Just tone. I don't. I don't actually. But it's 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 the attitudes. I mean, I hear the words Trump and Obama every once in a while, right, and right. that leads me to believe that. And they say Trump happy and Obama sad. And I mean, I don't know, but also there's Trump. no Obama. There's no liberal talk radio. It's just, there's just right. conservative talk radio, and it yeah, may be it true. may be a TV. I don't know, and I can't for the life of me. Figure out where it's coming from. Where, where do you hear it in your apartment when you're in your bedroom? Uh huh. So, oh my God, that's maddening. So anyway, that's that's really making me nuts at this point because you can't figure out who it is. Well, I mean, it's like I could said, be it's above, been true for below, years. Next. It can't be above. I mean, I, that was I was thinking about that today. It's like as if somebody w walks up on the roof and turns on the radio. <laughs> Because the roof is there. There's nobody who lives up there, you know? I mean... You think they're holding up a boombox, like, say anything style? Really, like I mean, we're, we're laughing about it. Sexy. It's really not funny. Oh, It's shit. really not funny, you oh. know? It's maddening, as you said. Sorry. And... <laughs> We've never done bits about serious topics on this show before. <laughs> but it, it's driving this you is, crazy. This, this is, is different. This is where you draw It is driving line. you crazy. We can see that. But I, but I have... have Literally not slept in four days. That's awful. Uh, Can you sleep on the couch? Is, do you? Feel I haven't. That here? I haven't tried. But that no, that's not the only thing keeping me up. That's just one of many things. Um, Are you hallucinating? That happens with sleep deprivation. You, you, you're saying, am I hallucinating those voices? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Uh, no, uh, no, I'm not. Right. I've um, heard that. I've, I've never I, experienced. I can't hang. Like I don't. I'm. I feel for you. I can't handle oh, like the worst. one night of not a full no i had hours. to teach yesterday which i'm back to teaching what are you teaching how to sleep sitcom <laughs> sitcom writing um at ucb nice yeah it's good it's good it's interesting uh i have been a teacher in one way or another for 28 years at this point wow right? um 
and I enjoy it. I mean, there's one part of me that's like, I wish I was working, but there's another part of me that, that likes teaching. Sure. You know? And it, it isn't mutually exclusive. Like you, no, it's not like you're either successful or a teacher. No, it's you know not, I mean? but I'm just not working right now. Sure. So those, they say those who can't succeed, teach. Right. Succeed. <laughs> You're making this the same way worse. Um, <laughs> no, it's those who can't do teach. Yeah. Oh. And I so succeed. I feel like that's a flawed. That's a very flawed right. statement. Yeah, you have to be able to do to teach. No, I don't think that's true well, either. <laughs> to be a good teacher. No, yeah. not true. You can't get not true. <laughs> you know what? Come false. to my class false. and I think I'll change your mind. Absolutely false. <laughs> no, I, I always use the example of Amy Poehler, who was one of the best teachers I've ever had, and clearly she's she can do. able to do. Right. Um, and then Armando Diaz, who created the ASCAT form and was a brilliant teacher, and maybe still is. I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm sure he's still... Knows how to teach, but he was not a great improviser. Oh, you know. Well, and I know people who are great at things who can't teach. Like they, no, they teaching is a very they particular lack the skill to yeah. communicate it. Right, right. Sometimes you just go. Well, you just do it. You just right. do it. It just comes naturally yeah. to me. It's like Michael Jordan. You wouldn't necessarily want him to teach you basketball. Right. I'll, I, I would. I would allow okay. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Swing and a miss again. <laughs> He's like, Sean, jump higher. Just be more <laughs> like me. That, they have that uh, Michael Jordan's basketball camp for, for uh, you know, rich. Kids. No, no, no. Rich middle-aged guys. Oh, man. They pay $10,000 oh, to right. go for so four days. Goal. I think it'd be pretty, pretty awesome because yeah. you get to run against them. Uh, and you get your ass kicked, but sure. still. Greatest of all time. Yeah, tell tell a now? story at the country club. He is in his mid fifties. Eighty two. He's only a few years older than I am, you know, which is crazy to think about. Um, but it's Oscar Sunday, so checking in. <laughs> why don't we start today with Amber? Well, I my checking in is just existential dread. No, um. Yes, I am a little lost on what to do in life, and I bought a deck of tarot cards. Okay. And it's not like I, it's not like I believe that they have the answers. I believe that they tap into your subconscious because you know your own answer. Do you have a gypsy to go with them to read them for you? No, I'm my own gypsy. Uh huh. You have to. I'm my own gypsy. The, the Amber <laughs> Kenny story. You have to. Inter- you have to interpret them in a gypsy. You know. You have to be right. like, well, you have drawn the knight with his three swords. <laughs> There's pain in your life. Yeah. <laughs> also, sometimes it's nighttime. <laughs> but um. Be careful of the voices. The voices that come from conservative talk radio. <laughs> they will drive you mad. They. I. I gave myself one tarot reading okay and i don't know very much so it wasn't super in-depth i had to like google each card as i was doing it (laughs) but uh it told me that i shouldn't quit comedy (laughs) oh (laughs) amber has an expression right now that's kind of disappointed in the tarot (laughs) you have drawn the joker (laughs) kissing the clown (laughs) 
must. Comedy is for you. <laughs> Never stop kissing the clown. Wait, am I the clown or am I, I the know. kisser? I think you're the kisser. The joker. <laughs> the joker. The smoker. The midnight so toker. That's a dumb thing that's happening in my life. Also, you said it was Oscar Sunday. Uh, tonight, my sketch team has a show at I.O., which is like half a mile away from where What the time Oscar is your show? It's at nine. So it's after. So well after the but Oscars all, end. Like all of Hollywood is locked down. It's impossible right. to get in or out. So I'm nervous about even getting to my show, never mind any audience members showing up whatsoever. Like right. you have to be really, really determined to see the truth. Right. Perform live sketch comedy at nine PM at IO West. <laughs> What if like what if like an A list like what if like Brad Pitt was like ah let's just duck into that theater over there? <laughs> that would be radical. Uh, also, Jeff hosts Bingo, which Jamie originated. If he was here, he would oh, say right, right. Um, at, the at the Roosevelt, which is very close to where the Oscars are. And he said last year people came in tuxes and stuff, and that'd be cool if that happens for him again. But basically, we're both gonna be. You're going to be here. On lockdown in Hollywood. In the wealthiest prison. I'm going to take the bus to the train. Because the train will drop me off just right in the middle. Right. You know that's the slogan for the New York subway. Take the bus to the train? Yeah. (laughs) Are you serious? No, it's it's about the airport. It's like take the the train to the plane. (laughs) Are you you the joker kissing the clown? (laughs) Sometimes. You have drawn the obnoxious man who... Chips in once in a while. <laughs> but, sorry, I know it's my checking in now, but did something happen four days ago? Because you said that this t- no, radio just, has been happening no, for it's years. Not, it's not anything specific. I it, don't know what it is. It's just insomnia, you know? Ugh. And I just have racing thoughts in my head. I, I just lie there in bed and I have crazy, crazy racing thoughts going through my head. <laughs> Which thought is winning? The, world, the world's fucked. Um, no, it's like snippets of songs and then made up snippets of songs and then nonsense words and obviously Fox News stuff. And, you know, and I think part of it is you're right. It's because I have fucked up my brain from consuming so much information from the Internet and from the TV that it's fucking me up. I got to say... I have like a dual thing happening because I have stepped away from social media a little bit. I still use it, but I was on it all the time for a while. And now I, I check in occasionally. You checking ins besides yeah. these? Well, and sometimes I have to. Like you I cheat have on to, us with your checking in? I have to promote a show or something. Like I just right. have to. But um, the days... So here's the... You have drawn the hotel lobby and also the bellboy. Two checking ins. <laughs> And also the first 35, let's be honest, minutes of the Longshot Podcast. (laughs) Also, there's a picture of us around Tron's table on the card. Because we always tell the guests 10 minutes, and that is it has never once been 10 minutes. Sorry, Brad Pitt. Stay there. (laughs) He's in the green room right now. Um, The funniest thing to me, though, is when people get mad about that. uh Because I understand it, but I'm also like... Sorry, that's right. our show. You but know? I've also heard other podcasts that do. It's not like we invented that. I like that if they've never listened to their podcast, we make them listen to at least 
35 minutes of the podcast. Check this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> but that is the original reason because we had such right. a weird dynamic right, amongst right, right. the hosts. It was Amber and right. Jamie and Eddie and myself. Right. And I always was like, right. we just need to and get like them acclimated before. My knapsack on. They need to understand. A <laughs> giant lollipop. <laughs> Uh, but oh, my, my the duo thing that's happening with social media is days that I avoid it almost altogether. I'm happier, so that's a in the plus column. But I do feel um, like I don't have any friends anymore. <laughs> uh, that's, well, yeah. so it's like a weird. No, I mean I was thinking about Twitter because I'll go I'll go on Twitter now and I'll spend an hour just reading people's tweets and clicking on the links that they send and it's like what am I getting out of that? No, totally. What am I getting? I'm getting information that just supports my theory about the state of the world and you know, plugs for shows. Well- and do you ever... It's just information, though. It's just information. And obviously, depending on how much you want to take in, however it affects you, but I think... What are you saying? I don't I'm, know. No, I'm just... No, I'm saying that it seemed like you were saying, like, just to check, just to look at Twitter, if that's partly what's also driving you crazy of just consuming too much information, but but it also is convenient in the sense that... right. It keeps me informed about stuff. But the internet I know when things is are happening. designed in a way that sort of like overrides your brain. Right. In the sense that, I don't know if you guys do this, but I catch myself so often. I'm like reading these articles that I'm like, I don't care about this. Or it's like, a, like I'm just, right. you just start or Or it's like, like, I already knew I this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Sean Spicer is an idiot. Right. I know Donald Trump is a fuckhead. Mm-hmm. I know I, I could go down the list, but like, it's not like I need to have that reinforced over and over again. But well, I think it's because just, what it does is it just makes me angrier and angrier. You right, know, right, right. right? But then that's the stuff that you try to avoid. And I have then, such a hard time doing that. Right? Though. No, I mean you just you have to become really, I think, very selective and very deliberate about the time spent online. Like. I know I know exactly what you guys are talking about. However, as an just as a counterexample, last night I read this fascinating article about a very specific company that has been working it worked it's a, a British company. No, it's an American company that worked in did England you read on the, the whole Brexit. Article? Yes, I did. It's a very long article on the Brexit vote and then uh-huh. with Trump. And the whole article is about how this company Oh, the, the data mining company. Data yeah, mining yeah, yeah, yeah. to do very, yeah, I read very... That a week we all, and a half we ago. We already knew yeah. all that. Yeah. <laughs> it was an interesting article. I love you. Jeez Louise, guys. <laughs> Who didn't know Wait, about Wait, you that didn't know we're now. omnipotent? Omniscient? It was an interesting article about how that's yeah. a very specific thing happening around right now, which is basically mass propaganda and like hypnosis and, and very focused. Yeah. Like, it isn't just a blanket. It's, it's like mind control. Yeah. It's basically mind control that's happening. Anyway. But, you know, you read an interesting article and then you put the phone down or the close the laptop and think about things. Yeah. And so if you want to lose weight, you just work out and don't eat as much. Right. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, like. Easier said than done. Right. Could I say <laughs> one more thing in my checking true. in before we move it I on? guess I'm just really strong at it. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you don't follow me on Twitter. 
Do you follow me on Twitter? I don't remember. I think you muted me you, or something. You like followed <laughs> me on Twitter like six years into the podcast. I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. I'm not sure if we're going to be friends. Um, <laughs> I direct message all the time. Oh, my God. That's not true. <laughs> I thought I assumed you I'm like, you, slid Andrew, into what up? <laughs> you slid into Sean's DMs. You up? <laughs> this is why you can't sleep. He keeps asking you if you're up. <laughs> oh, what's up, Andrew? Just I, listening to the very distant bro, tones no of problem. conservative radio. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, Data mining. Too, this is another mini checking in before we move off of me. Mini. I was at a birthday party last night for Dave Child of Liquid Feet, and Joe was also there. I hadn't seen Joe in a long time, and I thought it was a really funny, great dynamic. I don't know if you would agree, but we were having like a heart-to-heart about real things, and yeah. then a jam would come on, and I'm, I would say, I'm sorry, I have to dance, <laughs> right. and then I would shake my booty, and then I'd be like, and what was else was going yeah, on Yeah, then you would just heart? sit right back down, <laughs> yeah. and we'd resume the conversation. Yeah. There was this, like this was breaks. The other thing that I thought that we both sketch waiting to be written, by the way. <laughs> the other thing we both know it's a fun game. Play the game. Um Thank you. I need Amber and I both idea. noticed this yesterday was that the way this house was, uh there was a room where people were dancing and then an archway where another room where people were sitting just looking at the people who were dancing. Like four people, five people not dancing, just staring at us. <laughs> felt like a dancer side. Yeah, I mean, they really, I just wanted to be like, you guys really look like We're wallflowers at like, at like a high school way. dance or something. Yeah, like not even talking to each other, literally just, just st- sitting there staring. <laughs> that would have been us. me, by the way. <laughs> Silently judging. <laughs> they liked what they saw. What but Amber and I, we, we had a we good time. We boogied, yeah. We boogied and we said, We're going to have to see each other at 10 in the morning, hours from now. It was fun. Yeah, and mm. that's a wrap on scene. <laughs> Joe, checking in. Well, okay, I have something very specific to say to share with the listeners. Uh, the final chapter of my one-month whirlwind romance. Um, it is over. I feel like correct use of whirlwind. Yes, it was a whirlwind. Uh, this take take that, Jamie. This no. woman. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck Jamie. He's out. This woman broke up oh, with yeah, we me. Didn't even say he's not here. Jamie's not here. We oh yeah, he had a, he had a, fa- a family commitment. We miss you, Jamie. A get together at ten in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Bullshit. <laughs> um, this I'm a little feisty today. <laughs> okay, well then here goes. This girl broke up with me the day after Valentine's Day. Not cool. <laughs> Which, is, by the way, is the second time that's happened to me in life. I remember you saying that. Yeah. The first time was did many, many night? years no ago. I you remember. <laughs> Three hours ago. Um, <laughs> did you spend Valentine's Day together? She was working on Valentine's Day uh, uh, from four to ten. And then she would get out of work at around like almost eleven. So I came by afterwards. She's a security guard? To meet her. <laughs> She works at a restaurant, and I came by to meet her, and uh, and then we went back to her place, exchanged gifts, watched some TV, and went to sleep, and she wasn't feeling well. When I was coming up to the restaurant, she texted me and said, oh, it sucks. I, I don't feel very good. I think I'm getting sick. 
So I was like, okay, well, we'll just take it easier. It's going to go back to your place. And, and of then, you. Oh, yeah, in a way. When I, so that morning when I woke up, uh, she still didn't feel well. And I said, okay, well, you know, morning, I'll give baby. you. Uh, I, I'll <laughs> I don't feel well. <laughs> give you your space. Uh, I'll check in with you later. And then uh, that's a checking in. <laughs> and, you too? Uh, I, I was I was checking in with her. I'm so sorry, Sean. Checking in all over the place. I'm so sorry, Sean. Um, yes. You don't have to answer. Yes. I'm just curious. What did you guys give each other? You said you exchanged gifts. Oh, um, she gave me a a journal, like a notebook, and, and you gave her your heart. And last She gave me a journal and a planner. And a lot of things to write in, and a kind of a novelty book thing that was napkins that you can like write ideas, like oh, the idea like, being like you'll write idea on a napkin. Well, here's a bunch of napkins put together as a book, uh, and uh, a, a plane a that light. sky writes and a light. Oh, doesn't make any sense, no. but uh, like it was like a light, yeah, like a light, like a night light kind of thing. And I gave her turn on the light and write down what's going on. <laughs> And I gave her a whole bunch of stuff, like stuff that she liked. Like uh, when we were in the supermarket once, she was like, oh, I always love these magazines, but I don't buy them. Like I don't get them. So I was like, That's I got her the magazine. Stuff like, that yeah, people yeah, I was trying to like themselves. keep things in mind of like what she liked and what she wanted and things she would point out. I got you a Playboy and a Men's Health, baby. <laughs> and I put it, it was Vogue. Uh, but, you I know, liked. a little chocolate. It was like a little bit of everything, like chocolate. Team Vogue? Lav- no, quality, uh, quality yeah. magazine. Great journal. Yes, that's right. Lauren but you Duca. know what? Don't take in too much information. It's maddening. I follow uh, her on Twitter now. Every time she posts <laughs> so, a link, I'm there. So She's 25. Uh, so then uh, the day, the She's next. So with it. Can I just tell the story of being broken up with for a second? I watched just that thing, it? that clip of her from uh, Fox News uh, that's with a Tucker great Carlson. Clip. Oh, like that's ten times. She keeps going, clip. Tucker? Because I Tucker? hate that guy so much. <laughs> I know she destroys him. Um, so the next day, uh, I left. I uh, texted her. Didn't hear from her all day. And then uh, five in the evening, she texted back and was like, "I'm feeling better, but I've had some time to think about this, and I, and I don't think this is the right fit relationship for right now." And I read it and I thought about it, and then I agreed. I kind of felt like she made. Some I got points. it. Yeah, like uh, you know, whatever that gut instinct she was feeling, I felt too. At that point, and then uh, that was it. I'm sorry, man. Well, it's okay. The text is how they do it now, huh? Yeah, it you seems kind of brutal. Uh, it was a it was a nicely written text. Obviously, you know, it's like it's almost like a form text at this point. But you know, you say the nice things, and you know, they're like any emojis. Like, However, I can be there as for you as a friend. No emojis. Pizza emoji. No emojis. Poop However, emoji. the barf face. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's not an emoji. Feeling, it's a sticker on Facebook. She wrote back, I'm feeling better now <laughs> oh, that you're out of my life. What? What? The barf oh. emoji. Um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, because I want to, I want to kind of share some of this um, accurately. Uh, but also respecting her privacy and everything. This is the first time, I'm almost 45 years old, this is the first time that I have tried a relationship with someone where it did not end well. And that was something 
that you, I don't have experience with. You were due. Yeah, I, I thought that I had made it out. I was like, I thought I had made you don't it out. Sail through life like that. No, I know. I th- I was real lucky. I had a I've real got about long. Thirty of them at this point. I was in. A, I had a great streak going. Yeah. Uh, you got cocky. Well, you know, I tried. That was the thing. I mean, uh, look, any. Amber and I were talking last night, and it's like. No, I'm trying to pretend like I'm hearing. This no, the I first know. Time. I know. You're doing. You're doing great. <laughs> She's been yawning the whole time, everybody. Um, Doing my nails. <laughs> yeah. Look, it, it, I I do think I'm the kind of person who thinks that every relationship dun, has its dun, point. Dun, <laughs> oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, what song is What that? is that? Is it like show tunes? <laughs> oh, my God. CNC Music Factory, anyone? Start yes. spreading the news. <laughs> <laughs> I got to dance to this. I love kick lines. Hey, did you ever see La La Land, by the way? Because you gave no. me the screener. Mm-mm. Okay. Did you? I did. And it's amazing to me, by the way, that it was like the best movie anybody had ever seen, and now the backlash is it's a piece of shit that nobody should oh, see. I seemed pretty polarizing from the yeah, beginning. It's very but uh, anyway, yeah. You're probably going to win tonight, huh? Yeah, it might. I mean, who knows? Moonlight might take it. Anyway, uh, Moonlight was. I was just saying that Amber and I we concluded that every relationship has a purpose to it, It has a point to it, no matter how long or how it ends or whatever. And this one, I think, was was, to get you some writing material. Was to get me (laughs) some napkins. Thinking a little bit more about the things in life that I've denied myself for a very long time, and to kind of wake me up to a little bit, uh, wake me up to that more, and. And work on it and wake me up before so rest in peace uh it's okay uh lo Chapeau listeners i'm feeling okay uh have you been, like, feeling fine taking good care of yourself yeah i mean st- i'm still going to the gym yeah, i'm doing all this stuff that i started and uh it was a really interesting exciting way to begin the year i i don't know if people remember but i literally met this person like the, the second day, day came, i was back yeah. and so truly the beginning of 2017 for me is kind of will be remembered for this Pure. whirlwind Well, because i remember we hadn't seen you for like two months and right. your check-in in was like yesterday i met someone right. i was like what do you right. mean what happened for the last two months i know <laughs> yeah and uh i uh i I learned, I really learned uh, from this experience that the next one, and somebody was like, hey, don't worry, stay hopeful. And I'm like, I I actually am. Like, I'm more hopeful than I've ever been in that I felt like this one happened to me. And the next one, like, I want to be more actively choosing that or dictating it or trying to, you know, trying specifically to go to date someone that I'm looking at for very specific qualities. And I mean, not like I'm going to join Tinder or anything, but, but, but I think to be taking more proactive action towards choosing someone rather than like, Oh, this is happening. Great. I'll go with it. Um, so on to the, on to the well, and next. She showed you that it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it reminded me that, um, like I think I'm good. I know I'm good at it. Like I know I'm good at being there for someone emotionally. Um, but of course, at the same time, if the if the person's in a different place, 
it still may not be enough. I think that was what happened in this case. And I think actually because of this person's previous negative, very negative relationships and a life experience, which was sad, um, that uh, the way I was was not something they were accustomed to. And that was very challenging. Well, and that also is a problem when somebody projects their previous experiences on you. Right. You're like, I'm not... I'm not that person. The person you did right. before right. me. Which, know. by the way, I looked up that guy, and he's an absolute dead ringer for me. <laughs> like, like physical... <laughs> yeah, physical doppelganger in that way. And I was like, oh, great. Uh, yeah, that might have contributed. but um, It's hard for her to not see him. Yeah, I, and, you know, I, I it was... The, I I truly think this I from what she shared with me I think this was the first her first try to after mm-hmm. those experiences this was I think you last year you probably helped her a lot too I hope so I look at it least. sounds so trite to say still at this point because I texted it a million times but it's like I you wish the person the best like mm-hmm. I got to know you well enough to know this is what you're gonna have to work on I have my own shit to work on but 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 I also. And you have to do that, uh, and it's not going to happen with us together. But I truly do hope that you get better with it and feel better in life and feel happier because it's just uh, it's uh, it's sad when the way people have been treated ends up creating that. We all know it ends up creating a cycle, and you can either perpetuate some of that stuff or you can really try to break it and i think she's right in the middle of that Mm. right now in life crossroads yeah so uh good luck to her the crossroads is where robert johnson learned the blues the devil gave him his powers yeah also a movie with britney spears oh yeah all right well this feels like a good place to take a break (laughs) so (laughs) let's do that and we will be back in a moment with more stuff We're back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. It is Oscar Sunday here in Los Angeles. So in honor of Oscar Sunday. I love that we're acting like this is an exciting thing. And it's past tense at this point. By the way, did you guys see none of us could give two shits? It's 1030 in the morning. Oh, they're pretty good. For anything. (laughs) You know what? They're not bad. Uh, But did you guys see? uh, Oh, I know what you're going to say. What? The monologue from, from the Spirits. Yes, that is what I was going to say. Yeah, it was Nicole very John good. Mulaney. I didn't see it. Very it's good. Fucking awesome. I'll look it up. The Mel Gibson joke, which yeah. I won't ruin, okay. is really fucking it's like funny. The, it's like the jokes you want the Oscars yeah. hosts to do, and I'm like, why don't we have those guys host the yeah, Oscars? And, and you know what I loved about it, actually? I just watched it yesterday. The Independent Spirits Award. Independent Spirit Awards are always the day before the Oscars. It was on yesterday. No, it's like the, it, it, they even made a joke about that. Isn't it like the Independent Spirits Achievement Awards? Yeah, it's, oh, really? It's like that? So and they were like, "Can we make it longer?" Like, <laughs> what? What I thought. <laughs> what I thought really distinguished their monologue was that they were delivering the jokes so confidently and like almost authoritatively. Yeah. And usually you see the host kind of like. 
trying to like, like huh, aren't like, I cute? Or they did not give it. a shit. Right. They clearly did not give a shit. They were like almost barking out <laughs> these jokes. I can't wait to see it. And it, it, like, it at one destroyed. point they, do, they start to do cut to let's do some cut to the audience moments, uh-huh. right. and they go, oh, let's see who's here. Oh look, it's Ava DuVernay from you know uh-huh. from uh, whatever uh, her movie was, the, the documentary, the Thirteenth, the Thirteenth. Yeah, and and she clearly is very un. Like, like not happy, yeah. yeah. And they just went full force. Nick goes, you know what, Ava? Could you give us a look like you just came back from New Zealand on a forty-three hour flight? Like, just went for it, and she played she along it. with it. She, she did. She, she, she like went like this. Like she was not on board, and then because she confidence... did, she's the one. She's directing the Wrinkle in Time movie, which is filming in New Zealand. Oh, so oh, that so was a fact. That's funny. This, <laughs> Sorry, was a, not to like no. Well, no, that took a little bit of trivia. <laughs> it was just like, which I'm so excited about the Wrinkle in Time movie. I love. I mean, parts. maybe that was a joke they had planned, but like, it felt it, fresh. It, it did because she just was like, "Get the fucking camera off me!" Like, she was they, so not on. Board. They also had enough fun with it because like, they were doing these cutaway things where they go, uh, "Oh, let, let's see who else is here." Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson, <laughs> and then. He somebody, wasn't there. Somebody in the back goes, not here. He's not there. He's not here. <laughs> I love Which it. Which I thought was f- Now, let me ask you this, because you know what's like behind the scenes and stuff. Like, I thought, well, wouldn't somebody have told them, like, hey, if we're going to do the Samuel Jackson joke, he's not. What if, wouldn't a producer have said that even I just two minutes they before they like, went on? Like, it's fine. It's they, a funny He's moment. not here. Well, that's the thing. They were like, well, we're still going to do the joke. Yeah. Um, but they had, to, you could tell that they were just in total command of and they also the I mean those guys have worked together so much right. yeah. with their Broadway show so, so they just it was their timing like, yeah. was incredible and, and I don't mean this it's gonna sound like I'm saying there's an imitative quality it's not it was almost like watching the Sklar brothers where they just could read each other's so, minds they're and, so yeah. on board with each other you right know? Like a they throw a little, and it was clearly yeah. so well rehearsed you know yeah. Like they were basically finishing each other's sentences sometimes, and yeah. then they would go into. Oh, I can't wait to see They had see like it. a little song at one point. Um, ended with a great ended, and and a couple jokes that are just. <laughs> Our podcast theme tonight is that monologue. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I, I, I really talk for forty minutes about their monologue. I never, I never laugh at stuff. Yeah. Right. Like I'll watch comedy and I'll be like, oh, that that was good. But I understand that joke. Yeah, yeah, I know where that came from, and that's well constructed, or that could have been. A little bit mm-hmm. tweaked. Right. I was laughing so hard I the love whole it. time. The, the ending bit is a great riff off of like a, you know a serious award show thing, which is like to quote Quoting great somebody. filmmakers. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, of course, they just find the most ridiculous quotes, like actual quotes <laughs> from from, from like really good directors, Werner Herzog and D- David uh, Lynch, and then they had one from Vincent Gallo, yeah. which is freaking hilarious. But it was a great. Uh, uh, it's good. <laughs> They're fun. Hey, those guys are funny. <laughs> Guess what, everyone? <laughs> those those professional, successful people—they're really good. It was it was really it really made me go. Why don't we have these guys? They would never do it because the jokes were harsh in some cases. Right. But aside from that Ava DuVernay moment, there was nobody who was like, "Fuck against you. it." Yeah. yeah. Oh, they had it. They did a great play on Annette Benning. Yes, yes. Annette Benning. Oh, we can't keep talking. No, but that's a, that's a good example where 
they flipped they do it. This whole thing about Annette Benning, and they go, and then they go, oh, who's that next to you? Is that your husband? Is that Warren? And Warren Beatty is just like just yeah, sitting there. Like, and then, and then they're like, they really get into it. Well, with they did him. the play of like. Uh, when uh, her uh, arm yes yes exactly like oh what a beautiful husband you have (laughs) they just kept going like you're so beautiful work it's It's also to be the recipient of the male gaze (laughs) right right right. (laughs) and they're like you're so lucky to be married to a very talented actress like it was good that's really good it's great (laughs) anyway back to our show Hey, you think they'll come on the show if we ask them, if yeah. we play them play this for them? Now? I saw Nick Kroll at my work the other day, and I was having coffee with my boss. And I was like, "Hey, that's Nick Kroll," and she's like, "I don't know who that is." And I was like, "Okay, oh. well. it's weird. <laughs> it is weird because it's like <laughs> he's like he's like super duper famous to a specific small group. Population. Yeah, yeah, right. But then everyone else is like, "Oh yeah, I'd recognize him." Yeah, Nick Kroll, everybody. That's like, that's the goal, though. But he That's would, like the perfect he, he would, amount. He would yeah. come on our show if we could get he, a hold of him. We had him. Oh, he, we did? Yeah, like fucking 18 years oh, ago. Okay, but well, yeah. then I guess he wouldn't come on our show anymore. <laughs> he'll oh, come wait, on the show. Is he like a one and done kind of guy? No, he'll no. come on the show. I'll get him on Nick, the show. Nick, if you're listening, as you usually do. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, please stop emailing me. <laughs> and John Mulaney, I don't know Too many as well as I know Nick, but who knows? We're, like, oh, fuck, fuck we're John having Mulaney. a production meeting on air. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brad, we'll be, we'll be ready for you in a minute. <laughs> we're still checking in, buddy. Brad, 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 Brad. Te- ten minutes. <laughs> you can go through any of my, my stuff. It's fine. <laughs> We're just um, going to talk about that one monologue that only two-thirds of the podcast have seen. Well, here's, another, here's another thing that's a little tangential, is that I was here last night by myself. It happens a lot. And You live here by yourself. So I do, like, yeah. That, that seems like the set It's point. like it's over 50 <laughs> Wait, you did it. So you're saying you didn't throw a party that you didn't invite right. us to? No. Right you on. didn't have a... A lover over no. is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I said that. <laughs> no, it's like it, it's more than 50-50 chance I'll be here with myself on any given night. Um, but I was just sitting here and I, I made dinner for myself as I will do, as I want to make? do. Uh, I made a turkey burger okay. and tater tots. Cute. And I realized halfway through I didn't have any ketchup. Fuck. Ketchup. So I put cheese on the turkey burger and salsa. Okay. It was very good. Mm-hmm. And then for the first time in my life, I had sriracha sauce. I put sriracha sauce on the fries. Wait a minute. For the, literally for the <laughs> I have, first time? I have so many questions. You'd you never had sriracha, sriracha but you didn't eat I it. had a bottle, an unopened bottle that's been in my fridge for like three years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It's delicious. It's, it's so good. It's really good. I was surprised at how spicy oh, it he was. Liked, thank God. He liked, I felt like I felt like when you said it was good, I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. He liked it. He liked no, it. One of the guys I work with literally dumps sriracha mm-hmm. sauce on every bite of the food right. he eats. And I'm like, wow, he's really. Into sriracha. It, it is the new mass produced industrial flavor. It's like, it's the flavor of the. It's so hot right so now. So check out yes. the monologue from the Independent Spirit <laughs> and Achievement Awards check and out check sriracha. out Sriracha. <laughs> but no, so so then I'm, I sit down, I turn on the TV, and I'm like, I don't want to watch the news, which is like, I'm yeah, really right, trying not right, to do that right. at this point. Detach. 
And I was flipping through, and Road to Perdition was just starting on That's HBO. Tom Hanks, right? Yes. HBO. That's a great movie. God, I forgot how... First of all, it's a great movie. And second of all, it's like one of the most beautiful movies I've mm. ever seen. Like every shot is so poetic. And after I finished it, I went and I looked at IMDb and it won one Oscar for cinematography. Look at your eye. And it was this guy, Carlton Hall, and he died before the movie came no. out. And he, I so think, he won the Oscar posthumously. And he's a very famous cinematographer as yeah. well. He's done other And other there was a, a but great... But it's the only Oscar he won. Big movies. I don't know. I oh. don't know. But, uh, but there was a great... I mean, it's just... There's these moments in the movie that you're like, how the fuck did they do that? Like, at one point... <laughs> Uh, Tom Hanks plays like muscle for a for a big time mobster mm-hmm. who's played by Paul, Paul Newman, Newman, who's right. amazing right. and was nominated for best supporting actor. And I I didn't look up who who beat him. That was also his last movie. Oh wow! It's, and one of those parts too where the character he plays is terrifying, but then he has like a scene with like a child, and he's yeah seen, he's like rolling dice. Like you, it's you, like he's their right. pleasant you, grandfather. Exactly. You either see him as kindly grandfather, and then in the next scene he's like, like fucking chilling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good. He, he's amazing in it. Everybody, uh, uh, what's his name? What's, Jude Law. Jude Law was great. Right. Um, Super creepy. And then uh, the guy who plays James Bond now. Uh, oh, uh, no, Cra- uh, Craig. Uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Is great as right. like the scumbag in it. But there's like one scene where he, uh, Tom Hanks has to, he wants to kill Daniel Craig's character. They won't let him because mm-hmm. he's the son of this big time mobster. Finally, he works a deal that they'll allow him to do it. And he goes to the hotel room where the guy is being protected, <sighs> and they let him walk in. There's like a guard outside the door who steps aside to let Tom Hanks walk in. Tom Hanks walks in. He's not there. He's not in the. He's not in the bed. He's not in the ante room. And he realizes he's in the bathroom. So he walks into the bathroom, <clears throat> and you see him sideways, just pointing the gun at what you can see the edge of the tub. Right. Boom! Boom! shoots a couple of times, then just turns to walk back out of the room, accidentally bumps the door, which starts to swing closed, and the mirror you see uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig's Craig's character dead in the tub, in the tub and then yeah. the door keeps going, and in the mirror you see Tom Hanks walking back out of the room. I mean, it's just such right. a fucking right. well cool shot. Out, yeah. yeah. I would I would also add to this uh this score is amazing. Mm-hmm. I I, you listen to scores. I listen to scores and I listened to Road to Perdition for months after that movie came out. It's an amazing. I believe it's Thomas Newman who's Anyway, folks, incredible. check out a movie from 15 years ago. <laughs> watch Sriracha watch the monologue and, and rush. The from the independent spirit. Just plugging world. things that everybody already knows about. <laughs> the sky. Check out the sky. It's blue. <laughs> By the way, folks, have you heard about getting around on a bicycle? <laughs> Uh, it's healthy and it's good for the yeah, environment. If you want to lose weight, exercise and eat right. <laughs> um, well, I have a similar. I'm. We're not even in the segment yet, but mm. I have a similar one. I finally watched True Detective, the first season, just recently. Oh, I hadn't never ever. Saw it. Did you ever watch it? Life is a flat circle. 
correct. <laughs> uh, it was so good. It's amazing. And it was one of those where I was like, okay, I mean, I like a detective story. I like oh, existentialism. Yeah. They're, so. very, they're very popular detective stories. So, uh, there's I certain would... genres that come up over and over again. <laughs> there's a reason. Someone being People killed. Like we don't know who did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like, who done it? <laughs> who? 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 But, um, who? I was, who? I was feeling it, the, just the detective quality and then there's that episode a few in where he goes undercover into the biker gang holy shit and then i was like what is this show and there's the it's it's um is that the one with the track like a tracking shot that's like five five that's what what made me think about it like because any other show would have done that as like cut 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 and this was all oh it was so cool well and if you think about the 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 work that goes into doing something like that and coordinating it the thousands of pas yeah i mean i you know i've been in i've been in movies and tv shows where somebody can't even hand somebody else a glass without (laughs) fucking it up you know uh that was in the wrong hand can you do that again you know and and then and it created so much more tension i feel like if it was edited together like normal it would just be like whatever it's people shooting who gives a shit yawn but right. this was like I was at the edge of my seat it it's great. great yeah so good there's a segment like that in Children of Men as well mm. um, it's the whole movie it's like a like 10 minute clips back to back right. but there's there's one particular segment that is a, a ba- it's like a battle sequence like there, he's about to get he's about to get executed when a bunch of people come around the corner shooting and the guys who are about to execute him have to take on those guys and he starts running and he's hiding in a culvert and then he runs around the corner and there's like a tank firing at a building and he runs up into the building and and I I was watching it and I was like hold wait hold on like rewind (laughs) right stop this (laughs) wait a second children of men rewind and then how could this be happening one it's one shot and there's even a moment where uh the cameras fall. Oh, he runs through. <laughs> he runs through a bus at one point to get away and from that's them, all and then still off the shot. bus. At, but no, but there's like somebody gets shot right next to him, and blood spurts out, and there's blood on the lens of the camera. That's so cool. And then the camera just keeps going with blood on the right, lens because right. they were like, "Fuck it, this is yeah. you know we're only going to get to do this like right. two or three times." I I, I think uh, the what you guys the example you guys are throwing out it to me it's. <laughs> Well, so anyway, check out Children of Men oh from no, 2004. <laughs> no, I was about to say, it, this is actually, it applies to comedy, applies to film, which is the long take, which is mm. the longer something is happening and you're not sure what's going on, the ten, like you said, right. the tension it, builds. And like I, I try to sometimes with directing these groups, it's like, let, let, let it, it play. Little, yeah, yeah, let it settle because that's what creates tension. So uh, that's uh, the, totally. the other... I saw okay. Now I'll throw mine out. <laughs> I saw a horror movie, a micro-budget horror movie called. It's not Get Out, but oh, I, I want to see Get Out. So I want to see. It's called Creep, mm. and it's done by. It was produced and stars TLC, one of the right? two <laughs> Duplass brothers. Oh my god! I listened to that album <laughs> over and over again. Crazy, sexy, cool. So That's good. the movie. It's someone <laughs> listening to Crazy, Sexy, Cool until they kill people. No, it's uh, but it's it's all done uh from the viewpoint of a handheld camera because it's about a guy who answers a Craigslist ad to be a videographer for like a mm. day. And so it's all done f- in a very natural, you know, organic cinema verite way of this guy holding the camera and the takes are so long that 
and it's a horror film that it's it's it was I it was nerve it was mm-hmm. nerve wracking. No, I mean, it, I, this might be obvious, but those tracking shots are so good at creating tension, also because with multiple angles you can see what is causing that noise right you don't get to discover what it is until your main character does as well right and that's fun. you're like in you it too. right same... it's more immersive yeah. you're in it you're yeah you're seeing things the way they are it's... so check out creep by tlc <laughs> no no creep and it's again, a horror film tracking shots <laughs> and tracking shots are cool <laughs> sriracha <laughs> so just to generalize just to generalize movies we like movies yeah Hey, well, you know what? It's like movie day. It's the, it's the it's Oscar day here in Los Angeles. Biggest movie day in the world. Uh, so, what about movies, Joe? Tell us about movies. Well, all right, we're sharing that was ex- like the best segment we've had in a long time. <laughs> Just us listing things that people already know about that we kind of like. <laughs> um, well, this movie Creep. I don't think too many people saw it. Uh, it wasn't in but wasn't in the theaters. TLC, Joe. <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. Um, all right, so we're going to share movie-related stories. Uh, uh, so I, the first extra job, you know, when you move out to L.A., it's one of the first things that people say, hey, yeah, you can, you know, be an extra, and you make like 40 bucks a day, and they I... used to have that paper where they would advertise for extras. Like, extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> so that that TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I signed up, I signed up with an extras agency... And Central Casting? Uh, it was, do, do you remember the one? It was called Senex. Central Casting was like for big movies, uh, bigger movies, bigger budget, but like really cheap shit. It was this other company. And I joined them through a service uh, called Beverly Connection Casting. And I'll never forget, I went in there to fill out the form. And the guy, you had to have like a five minute meeting with the guy who ran it. And he was on the phone. <laughs> He was on the phone, and he goes, "What do you need? Let's what do you need?" Have no, my no. People call your he people. was like, he gave me the classic, like, "Just give me a minute. I'm on the phone." He's and he turns to me, he's like, "I'm on the phone, uh, Linda Blair." And then he went back to the phone, and then he's like, like, "Extra pepperoni." <laughs> and she was just vomiting at the other end of the phone. <laughs> She's saying, "My mother is a cunt, just burning out." Um, and then, so the first time I got called for an extra mm-hmm. job was. A low-budget kickboxing movie. Can I yes. ask real quick? <clears throat> Why didn't you go for the big budget? Why do you? Uh, I think uh, I think that might have been one of those things where maybe you had to already have had some jobs or mm. something. I think this it's is just, just e- this was easier to yeah. get in, and so I get a call and they're like, it, "There's this uh, kickboxing movie. You're going to be somebody in the uh, the crowd watching one of the fights." So it's just like wear a suit and go to this Wait, address, and it was. Do people wear suits to kickbox? Well, you know, I was like, <laughs> it was a kickboxing I was a, match between two guys yeah. in tuxedos. I was well off. Um, it was in the middle of nowhere, you uh-huh. know, like the cheap shit shoots like out in a warehouse, you know, like an hour outside of L.A. Selmar. Finally, get there, you know, have to be there like at seven in the morning. I think it's yeah, they started like at seven in the morning and. This was such a cheap movie. The the arena for the kickboxing tournament was like P, it was like PVC pipe with like chicken wire. I mean, it was so fucking cheap and looked ridiculous. And we were there from seven in the morning to like midnight, uh, you know, doing the same like cheering thing 
like over and over. And at one point, I was in a shot just behind the two leads who were sitting in the stands. And all you can see is my knees and my hands behind them. And I actually got to see this movie. Why are we sitting in the stands? Should we not be in the ring fighting? fighting? It was like on demand. No, the two leads. It was like the ro two romantic leads during one of the oh, fights. Oh, they went to a kickboxing match. Well, no, Clearly one of the, written one by a woman. One of them was the fighter. One of them was the fighter and then his love interest. Uh -huh. And they're having a conversation during another match. Okay. And I'm sitting behind them. And I got to see this movie eventually because it was like on demand. And I had cable at the time, and I see it was called Deathmatch. It sounds familiar. And I <laughs> because it's Celebrity called Deathmatch. Death as generic yeah, as generic as a Deathmatch. <laughs> so I see Deathmatch. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna watch this. And in that scene where I'm sitting behind them, my hands are overacting so much like I'm rubbing them I'm tapping my knees because the fight was supposed to be going on and I'm like in my head I'm like yeah well I guess I should be doing stuff with my my hands look ridiculous like they're pulling so much focus and overacting and you're not even in the whole thing that's the one Andrew has pulled up that should be the picture for the episode um, it is oh my God. It is. it is a terrible terrible low budget film the villain uh -huh. was played by the villain in the original a Karate fight Kid. For friendship, a fight to the death. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Let's be friends and kill each and other. Kill each other. <laughs> Uh, the villain was Martin, played by the actor Martin Cove, who was the villain in the original Karate Kid. He was in also in Cagney and Lacey, because I remember from those times. And <clears throat> I recognized him. And here was the grossest thing that happened that day. So they're taking a break between shots, and I see him walk off. And then I see a guy who's like an AD, assistant director or something. He... He's talking to one of the extras. He talks to two uh, women extras who are like in cocktail dresses and stuff. And they they walk off the same direction. And then like 20 minutes later, they come back. And literally the woman is like wiping. adjusting oh, no. her lipstick and wiping her mouth. And I'm like, oh, my God. They just went back there and blew Martin Cove. Like it was so gross and sordid. And I was like... This is disgusting. And I just turned and all the eight, of course, because it's like a kickboxing movie. They cast all these old Asian men for the extras as well. And I just turned and all the old Asian guys had literally lied down on a mattress that was like in the corner of they this warehouse. They were experienced extras. <laughs> they were just like, we're just going to sleep. We yeah. don't give a fuck. And it was, and you know, and was there all day. And the other thing about being an extra is that you sit around other people who will just talk incessantly and they become the most annoying well, they're all people you've crazy. ever met. They're crazy. They, some of them just do this. That's all they do. And then they just tell their stories and stories and stories. And it was just... I just remember going like, I can never do this again. And I never did. But it, I, I, the best part was that I really did get to see the movie. And I was like, <laughs> there, that's, there's me. There's my hands. And then you get like, and it, was, and it was like 40 bucks for the day. But because they kept us there like five more hours, like it was like bumped up to like 60. But not worth it. It's, it's so many people come to L.A. and you have that experience of being an extra. And you it, never do it again. It's just the worst. So... But the people who do do it are all fucking crazy.
check out De- oh and by the way you know what i lo- that make that reminds Shout me out to our extras fans <laughs> i do <laughs> i do love i do love when anyone points out a terrible extra i oh, just yeah, speaking yeah, of yeah. daniel craig i just saw this clip online in one of the bond movies <laughs> there's a very tight specific shot where he's he's on a motorcycle he's getting ready to leave and there's a guy who's supposed to be sweeping <laughs> behind him do you know this one, Andrew? And the guy's broom is literally a foot <laughs> off the ground. He is just sweeping the air. And, of course, if you're watching the movie, maybe your eye doesn't go to that. Yeah. But when it's a gif, yeah. and, like, it was just kept replaying. <laughs> and, you know, it was, like, Captain, like, world's greatest extra. He's sweeping air. <laughs> And I love that somebody can ruin a shot like that. Yeah. But wh- however the production's going, they're like, fuck it. Just we'll just use, use the it. shot. No yeah. one's looking at that fucking guy. Anyway. Amber, tell us about movies. Okay. So I don't think I've told this story before. And it's a little involved. So bear with me. And feel free to ask questions. This is a good time, too. So What's the name of the story? <laughs> Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> He just showed me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is terrible. All right. We're just laughing at something we're looking at without saying what it is. Funny things. Recommend it. Um, so I dated a man named Anthony that you've met, you know, uh, for, know a, for a very long time. We actually have like a very complicated history in the sense that for years before we actually started dating, we were casually hooking up. Okay. And he was a bit of a cat at the time. And a cad or cat? Cad. Okay. Uh, and isn't that a computer language? Mm-hmm. He's very smart. Um, so he, as was I, I wasn't. Whatever. We weren't exclusive. Right. Is the point. Right. <clears throat> so he would come up to you and be like. Hello, young lady. I'd like to take you for a jaunt in my vehicle, like that kind of cat. He's gonna listen to this, and it's gonna be really weird because <laughs> I know he listens to the podcast. But um, <clears throat> he, his best friend at the time, and I think they're still good friends. Who knows? Mm. Um, was uh, uh, wanted to be a filmmaker. That was a a goal of. It's hilarious because all of this is on IMDb. <laughs> you can find it. He wrote a movie about Anthony and his love life. Right. Then he cast me in it, not as myself. I'm one of the other women. Amber, you'll be playing Wendy. Wendy, you'll be playing Amber. So, but you are you in it as a character as well? Is there a character representing you? Yes. That it was not being played by you. Yes. Right. <clears throat> And um, did you know the girl that was playing that character? No, I, I mean, I met them on set. I got you. Here's the thing. They um, actually made it. Yeah, it's it's on IMDb. It's a movie <laughs> and it ruined me, <laughs> like, destroyed my soul. Um, <clears throat> That's in the trivia. This movie destroyed Amber Kenny's soul. <laughs> so Anthony got a girl pregnant. <clears throat> Around that this time. time. Right. So that's also a storyline. Okay. So there's basically three female leads. The like good Christian girl. Okay. That's not you. The girl that he gets pregnant, who's sort of white trash. 
and then like uber slutty girl, which was me. <laughs> but I wasn't playing that part. Right. And that was around the time Uber started, right? <laughs> I yeah. only take Uber slutty. But, but I mean, I was watching <laughs> I this Uber slutty. It wasn't like she was Uber slutty, but it was she was just fine with everything, which I guess was accurate. Well, we would no, today. I didn't, I didn't drive here. I fucked somebody on the way in the back seat, though. <laughs> what we would call My today? My parents are gonna hear this. My Anthony's gonna hear this. Sex, sex positive. Right, <clears throat> and young, and young, sure, and sewing wild, and oats. wanting not not even that, right. I, honestly. In hindsight, I wish that I could go back and shake younger Amber. More just like wanting to be cool. Like oh, not I wanting see. to rock any boats. Right, right. Not wanting to stand up for my feelings. Right, right. Um, so I'm watching this girl. Okay. I forget who I played. I think I just play some dumb bitch that right. he has sex with. <laughs> that nobody likes. <laughs> what? I have no idea. I don't remember. This was a very long time ago. But I'm watching the girl who's playing me, who is, okay, this is so complicated, but in real life, she is very Christian and married. And she's playing me and like channeling this free spirit. Uber slut. Yeah, who, it, anyway, basically I was like, Anthony, we can't hook up anymore. This is a mind This is over. I can't watch this happen in real life. And then we started dating exclusively after that. That's what caused us to start dating. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah. Isn't wow. that... I, I don't know if I even explained it well enough. But no, it's it so life bu- imitate... Art imitating life and then life imitating art. Yes. But um, there was a day that we all went out to lunch as a cast and crew. And I could just tell that everyone knew who I was. and That's fucked up. It was really fucked up. Yeah. It was a fucking nightmare. Right. But how'd, was, how'd the movie do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, number one in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't do good. <laughs> it was just like a feature length. I think, I again, I've blocked a lot Did of it guy, out. I mean, it's a faux documentary. Oh, so that's okay. So, so that's like, che- cheaper to yeah, make yeah, and, yeah. Lo- and look. And the even, way this that is looks. before I moved to LA, even. So with oh, it's a documentary where they're like talking head segments. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So we're just talking about our relationship, yeah. and it was improvised. Right. This is not oh. my beautiful house. Oh, so that's not my beautiful that's wife. That's what's worse. If it was scripted and somebody was playing me, that's fine. But like somebody in inter- like <laughs> improvising what they think I feel, I was like. Now, it, it never got to the point where like that actress comes to you and is like, "Hey, no!" So but she just like threw such judgmental, horrible vibes at me. Oh. Like, it, I felt like actual garbage, and I, I literally was like, "Anthony, we can't." That's what ended things, right? And, and that's what he then, eventually was like, "I do like you. Let's be exclusive." Right. And I said yes, and then dated him for seven years. Get some self-esteem, oh my, my love. Goodness. <laughs> Do you remember the character's name that was based off of you? No. What was it? If this is the one, is Blamber. She, she's got brown hair and it's like a bob. <laughs> is it Bambi the bed buddy? Yes. Oh, Bambi, Bambi the, the bed buddy? buddy? Not great. <laughs> Not. Sounds like a great. 70s porno. <laughs> well, Amber, I get like Amber isn't a great. Bambi the bed bunny. So you could see how that would fuck with me yeah yeah that's that that's not it's right. rough 
That's not right. Do you ever think? Do you ever think that? It's also crazy that all of these people were like, <laughs> I was, like "We're all okay with right. this." I was about to say, "Do you ever think that someone would fictionalize you in any way?" Then I just realized, well, that happened to you. <laughs> but um, I was just talking with a friend yesterday who watched a TV series. There's a TV series that came out on Netflix a year ago. I won't say it by name, but he messaged me when he was watching and he was like, is this you? You know you're basically in this episode. Like, this character is you. And I was like, really? I'm not sure. And then, I, and then I watched and I was like, yeah, it's a little bit me. Because it's, it's, a, it's a semi-autobiographical type show. And Is it Marco Polo? Is it Marin? <laughs> no, no. And my friend who knew me at the time when I was dating this person... Uh, watched it and oh, he was like and I he, know what and it he is. was like there's this big burly bearded guy who's like super sweet and nice and, she and he it. and he comes in and then and he's like it's you man and I was like I don't know and then I watched a little bit and I was like eh, it's a little bit me I remember you yeah. yeah it's weird but also okay Anthony was playing himself I was the only other person who was rep- who was actually a character in the re- and it was fictionalized like it was heightened it wasn't right, real but right. but the people involved didn't know what parts were fictionalized and what weren't it was now were very you paid fun- at all I don't think so I mean we were all right twenty years old yeah like, like hey let's just like exciting movie. that somebody's doing right. something right. And again, I was so like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Like, yeah, this sounds fun. And I was like, this is the worst goddamn thing that ever happened. Hey, you know what? That's Bed Bunny's attitude. Just Ugh. hippity hop hop hop. <laughs> I also did my time as an extra. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was long before I moved to L.A. It was before I even... New York production. It was a New York production. Spike Lee's Malcolm X. Whoa! Whoa! That's a good movie to at least be in the background. And... I'll very quickly. I'll just tell you what I remember. W- one thing was I had to, like, I read uh, an ad in backstage. Oh, it won't be in there. Uh, no, he's watching clips of my documentary, oh, mock documentary. <laughs> I can uh, tell what's going uh, happening. <laughs> uh, I had to like show up and wait online to hand in a headshot to see if I would be cast in the movie. Right. <coughs> It was non-SAG, so the pay was $30. Right. And I was in, I remember being in two scenes. One was a scene where uh, Malcolm X goes into a classroom and talks to a classroom full of kids with his Muslim bodyguards. And one of the Muslim bodyguards was uh, Raj from What's Happening. Oh, oh yeah. at one point, <laughs> at one point in between, I mean, it was, I, I was there for probably 16 hours oh, for yeah. 30 bucks. Right. Brutal. And it was the same thing where I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is yeah. a nightmare. Because it's mostly sitting around. Right. You're just sitting around. And you lose your mind. And, uh, and talking to people who are doing the same yeah, thing. And you're right. just like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and people. Oh, like, I'm an idiot too. it's so important. Big, yeah, yeah big deal. Oh, yeah. But at one point, Raj and the two other Muslim bodyguards that you know they were so bored out of their minds, so they just started dancing like the Supremes, <laughs> like spinning around and everything. The three of them together. <laughs> That's amazing. Or I don't I don't remember if it was the Supremes or the Four Tops or right. something, I mean, but it was like <laughs> Temptations, maybe. But they had it down, like they did it perfectly right. together. It was right. very very funny. That's right. great. And 
No, no. What you were one of the kids I was like in one the classroom? One hundred and fifty students in the classroom. In the classroom, yeah. right? So you could probably pick me out if you watch the scene. Um, and then at another point, uh, I was w- a part of a couple because it was all supposed to take place at Columbia University back in I don't know the right. '60s or something. And I was part of a couple, and we were supposed to walk across campus in the background of some shot and we walked probably 25 times the same route you know um and then the funniest thing to me was at the end of the day they they let us go and two older gentlemen who were in front of me were like do we get shoe money harold oh i don't know max we'll have to ask the rep like they were they were like union guys like and they were so concerned about what extra things they were right. gonna get for the wear and tear on their shoes well, that is a thing with sag extras that sometimes they pay you for clothing and, and oh, shoes. if right, it needs to be right, specific right, right so that's it uh well this this feels like a good place to take a break so why don't we do that and we'll come back with a segment we like to call Carding shots on Oscar Sunday. <laughs> Mortified. <laughs> Uh, we are back, and you're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. It's time for a segment on the show that we call Parting Shots. Let's start today with Amber. Um, <clears throat> my parting shot is, it's going to be little fragments again. One, I saw the Lego Batman movie, and I fucking loved it. I know this is sort of a reoccurring Hey, you know what? Thing. It's movie day. It's, it's the movie podcast. I was, the movie episode. I have not seen it, but well, I was here... I was here. I live here, uh, but mostly alone. But a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, my parents were here, uh-huh. and it was when I was having surgery. So they were just here for that, and I th- we just had time to kill. Mm-hmm. And and that was when the Lego Movie was out, and there was also all these other movies. And they're like, "Why don't we go see a movie?" And I was like, "Let's go see the Lego Movie." And they were like, "Ugh." It and was they, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard this one was even better. I had such a, I um I talked about it in my phone checking in, so that's why I didn't discuss it. But Jeff was like extremely sick. And um <clears throat> so I went on an adventure to just get out of the house. Right. And we neither of us smoke pot regularly, but someone from a party left like like dust <laughs> in a bag. Right. And I was like I'm going to get high and and go see the Lego Batman movie. And it was like the best day of my life. I had such a good time. It was President's Day and it was a matinee. So it was just packed and it was all kids. Like they kept like during the trailers, like little baby kids. Right. During the trailers, it'd be for fucking Beauty and the Beast. Like obviously Beauty and the Beast. And the kids are like, is this Batman? I was like, no, it's not Batman. God. Um, (laughs) But I had, I was, Again, you were talking about not laughing watching things. Mm-hmm. I guess I do laugh when I watch things, but not necessarily in movies. Right. And I was, uh, and also it's usually a communal thing. Like you're laughing, like we're both. Well, part sharing of the problem I have at this point is when I go see something like that, I know everybody who's in it. You know, right, right. And I'm just taken out of it by that. Right. But 
sometimes there's things that I I'm just like. I was by myself yeah. just like chuckling. Well, like the great, having a great time. The great thing about that style of movie and, you know, something animated in that way is that it's like five times the amount of jokes in a regular, oh, yeah, com- yeah, yeah. in a live action comedy. Like it is so full of jokes. Right. And I would say like there's probably jokes of them I missed funny. Like, oh, like in the background crazy references and well and I don't I'm not a comic book person and I loved it and then I've talked to friends who are super Batman fans right. and they love it because all of the things that seem like crazy joke references are all true they're canon right stuff. yeah like, and, so that's fun but and then like you're saying if you don't know any of that stuff it's still good the story mm-hmm. is actually so sweet and like meaningful and emotional it's like I, I i don't know if i mentioned this when i said that i went to go see it but it reminded me that kids movies are like heavy movies yeah like they really make you think like this the the lego batman movie the main heart in it is about how batman has no friends like yeah. he can't trust anyone it was all about i like, know the feeling how do you, how do you trust someone <laughs> To not break up with you the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, no, shit. no, but <laughs> but it's really about it's like about building relationships. Yeah. I'll kick you in the face sometimes. <laughs> I, um, it's about the lesson. Abby was me- laughing at me because I know Abby. Uh, yes, you do. We had lunch and I just kept talking about the Lego Batman movie, and she hasn't seen it. And, and I was like, I'm sorry that I keep talking about the Lego Batman movie, but and then I was like, I'm probably talking it up too much. I don't want to do that. I don't want because you're gonna go in and be disappointed. It's not that good. And then I just paused. I was like, it's just a fun time at the movies. And she was like, you are ridiculous. (laughs) When life is so bad that you just start saying the most sincere, earnest thing. Like, you know, going to the movies can be fun. And (laughs) and it just... (laughs) And I bring my bottle of sriracha and squeeze it in my mouth and life is good again. Um, But so, yeah, Lego Batman is good. Things are good. <laughs> Things that are good are good. <laughs> uh, Joe, parting shots. Well, in keeping with the theme of the episode, you like something? Um, I'm going to recommend a movie, but I'm doing it specifically because we are taping on the day that... <laughs> the Oscars. Um, well, no, it's a little sad. This is a little sad. I don't know if you've seen this online yet. Uh, an actor passed away this morning. Bill Paxton. No. Yeah. I know. No. Very surprising. He's so young. 60, 61. 61 years old. Complications from surgery. Uh, Rip Bill Paxton, a great actor. And um, there is a movie called The Dark Backward, which is a little indie comedy. Very, very dark comedy. With um, Judd Nelson, plays the main character, who is a garbage man who aspires to be a stand-up comic. And he's terrible at it. And then he has a growth on his back that keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it turns out to be a third arm. And he then returns to doing stand-up, but with the third arm, which he has a suit made so that he can, it's like, it's, it's, it's in a sleeve and he will do a joke. And then he just does a little turn and lifts his third arm off his back and people love it. And it's like now he's going to become successful, and he's got a shot at this big Do talent show. Do you have to smoke show. pot before you see this movie? <laughs> it, it's a it's probably a little better with pot. However, Bill Paxton plays his best friend, who's also a garbage man, who also only has sex with like 
three hundred pound women in it, and there's a scene where he <laughs> where he's about to have sex with three of these women. And it's a crazy scene, and I can't imagine any other actor being able to do it the like way he does. Out. He's just so weird and funny, and That's so and sad. and kind of gross too. The whole movie it is sounds shot, like a gross movie. It's a it's it, the whole movie feels dirty. Yeah, like you know when they really make it feel grimy as you're watching because they play garbage men. There's actually a scene in the beginning where Bill Paxton. <laughs> It, the tone of the movie is really, really off center. It's it's just off kilter. But it's the opposite Bill, of Lego Batman. B- yes, Bill Paxton finds a dead woman in a dump. Like he's going, they're going through trash because when they are done with their day, they go through the trash to try to find stuff. But what's the unusual thing in this movie? Okay, so <laughs> so he pulls like a newspaper and he sees this body, and his friend doesn't see it, and he looks around. And then he just licks her face. It's <laughs> it's so fucked up. But anyway, it's one of obviously Bill Paxton was in a lot, a of, lot huge of huge movies. Is, like just right now, it was like click. <laughs> <laughs> <Sandwich time. laughs> well, if you're interested in his work, he was a great actor. He left a lot of great movies. This is one of the weirdest ones he ever did, and it's called The Dark Backward. And uh, if you want to enjoy his work, watch it. The I end. also. Would recommend a movie called Aliens. <laughs> oh yeah, that's which the one. I think he was. <clears throat> that's the one he's he known was, for. He was to me the most memorable, great thing about that movie. How many people do you think have tweeted "Game Over, Dude" already? <laughs> oh, I saw it immediately after it came out. Right, right. Which I thought was mean. Yeah, a little. <clears throat> but in context, that was so great. Game over, man. Game, Game over. over. Man. Um, we'll miss you, Bill. That's so. Crazy. Uh, all right, here's my parting shot, which is: Do you guys remember that I talked about going into a rap battle mm-hmm. a couple yes. weeks ago? Did you win? Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. It was now, are you a rapper for Black History? I've never. Members. I've never. I mean, I, I love rap. Right. I have that it. one moment where I battled a kid in junior high school many many years ago that was in my one man show that went to the HBO Aspen Comedy right. Festival. Um, and then I, I battled Jamie on this show, which is <laughs> insane. Um, it was it was crazy. Uh, and you can check out the videoization of that on YouTube by the great Frank Pulaski. Thank you, Frank. Um, <clears throat> but I I really wanted to try it. You know, I really wanted to do it. And uh, did you prepare? Not really, a little right. bit, but not right. much. How can you? Is it supposed to be a freestyle? Either way, like ah. you're, you're because what happens is you go up and you do your thing, then the other person does their thing, and then you get to respond to each Got other, it. which is the more freestyle part, right. kind of eight, the eight mile. Although, kind of thing. although there are people Mom's I'm sure spaghetti. who Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> uh, there are people I'm sure who, yeah, that's a great example because if you if you watch the extras on the DVD of that, there's a lot of examples of people freestyling and it's pretty amazing um but yeah i didn't i I had a there was a couple moments where i yeah it was for black history month everybody was playing characters um (laughs) it sounded like we disapproved but we were both shocked (laughs) so what character did you play i played alexander dumas Uh. or dumas right who I feel was, like that would take some preparation. Who, You'd have to be familiar. I, I had a costume, basically. Mm. 
and but the problem is by the time I was up there as him, the guy I was rapping against had already used the Count of Monte Cristo and Three Musketeers and uh, you know right. Three Musketeers is a shitty candy bar and like right, mm. right. there wasn't any of my own stuff left to use. Um, and what was the character? What was the guy? Playing? The guy I went up against was the only other white guy in the show who was playing Abraham Lincoln. Oh, right. that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And that guy, by the way, is a guy who does uh, improvised Shakespeare and Baby Wants Candy. So he's like a really, and he's been doing it for years and years. The r- a rhyming skill already? Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he, he really knows how to put it together right. and there were moments where I was like I think that must have been prepared and then moments where it was just like definitely off the dome but still good amazing so anyway I went up against him and, and I, I made the mistake that I think is often the mistake that people make when they don't know how to do a rap battle which is I came out way too fast like I, mm. I had something. I said something to the effect of like, like I I did two lines in the space of one, and then you're like, no, I got nothing. Right. So it was like I said something. I said something. It was something like, I'm kind of sick. I got a stovepipe dick, <laughs> but that's only half a line. Right. And you need the other half of the line, <laughs> and I had nothing after that. Right. And you can't go, give me, give me a sec. Right. Give me a sec. And the last thing you, yeah, you just want to resort to like a rappy rap rap. And rap, I'm sure rap, people rap. who are good at it can double, uh, it, can double it like yeah. that, and it's really impressive, you right, know? Right. But I just couldn't do it, you know? I'm going to take you down quick, or like what? Yeah, like I just couldn't right. in the moment. Right. Because no, there's that's also so the pressure hard. of. And being the beat. in front of the audience right. and uh-huh. the beat right. and and they were all familiar beats like I knew all yeah. the beats right. um, which was really cool because a beat would come on and everybody would be like ah oh, like uh, yeah, you know right, right. Um, but it was it was so fun and I was like I want to do this again now you, you should know? aren't huh. there like regular rap doesn't Eliza Skinner have a rap show I don't know, she does. I don't know. yeah um, Google but. Send her a DM. But I was also far from the worst at it. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, it was really funny. Like Jerry Minor, Jerry Minor played. Um, oh, what's his name? The writer that the documentary just came out about, uh, James Baldwin. James Baldwin, right? So he just was very effeminate and just like he barely rhymed at all. He was just kind of wandering around the stage. And, <laughs> and I might have gone, it might have been, I think I went up against him first uh. and beat him. And then I went up against Lincoln. Right. And so I got to the second round and then there was a third round and a fourth round. Uh, but then there was also, I was, I was fascinated by... Uh, Phil Jackson, who is the former coach of the Lakers and is now fucking was he there? up the Knicks. No, no. There's, like, a, there's a guy. Shit. There's a guy named Phil Jackson who is a really funny guy. Who's a writer. He was a writer for Key and Peel. I don't know uh-huh. what he's working on now, but super nice guy. And uh, he was Martin Luther King, and he came out. He came out. <coughs> and first of all, he had a jacket like a 
a blazer on but no shirt underneath and he just walked out and he was like Martin has a dream and that was like he kept going back to that whenever he didn't have that anything was his, like, hug. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> he was like Martin has a dream <laughs> it was so funny cuz it was like what are you doing I love referring to, to yourself in the third Martin. person. And yeah. just, he's so many names. Uh, right. <laughs> but anyway, I loved it. I loved it. I had such a good time. And uh, I also just realized yesterday, the show was two weeks ago, and I had the whole week after the show to return the costume that I rented, and I just realized yesterday that Shit. I still haven't returned it. You rented a costume? Yeah, yeah. Just a just a just like a frock coat. Right, you know? right. Um, but anyway, so rap. I, I recommend rap. I like rap. <laughs> rap is good. <laughs> Watch movies, listen to music. Check out food. rap. <laughs> uh, well, this seems like a good place to end the show, folks. This has been The Long Shot, brought to you by Sriracha and Movies. <laughs> They're fun to watch. Uh, thanks Good for listening, time. and we will see you next time on The Long Shot. See you at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> no. People talk about me, baby. For past, present, and future episodes of The Long Shot Podcast, please visit thelongshotpodcast.com. I play my music in the sun I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker I get my loving on